When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the NFL Week 6 episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. The good times keep on rolling. Another profitable week in Week 5. That now makes it three of the five weeks so far. Uh, we finished with a profit. Not a crazy profit, uh, but finished on the week uh, 8 and 6 for plus 1.69 units. Could have been 9 and 5, but uh, Jordan Love... Decided to stink up the place on Monday Night Football. Uh, but once again, the road to 272 bets continues. Uh, I'm betting on every single game of the NFL regular season. So week six, we have 15 games with both the Packers and the Steelers on by. So I'll be giving out my best bet for all 15 of those games. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, and if you're not watching this on YouTube, I will tell you right now to please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, so if you're listening to the audio version of this, head over to YouTube, search up Bacon Bets Podcast, subscribe, like this video, all that stuff. Leave a comment with your best bet for this week as well. Um, but if you are looking at me, you know are noticing that I'm wearing my Toronto Maple Leafs jersey. Uh, this is a football podcast during the football season, but my beloved Toronto Maple Leafs uh, start their NHL regular season this week, so I had to wear my jersey. In celebration of that, is it a celebration? Um, I, I, I don't know if it is. Uh, because I am already sad before the season has started because uh, I guarantee you this NHL season for my Maple Leafs will be uh, going the exact same as it has for the past, what, decade it feels like. We're going to have a great regular season, could win the division, wouldn't even be shocked if they win the President's Trophy. Then they'll get to the playoffs and completely collapse. The Toronto Blue Jays and the Toronto Maple Leafs have turned into the same team. All the talent in the world Nothing to show for it. They get to the playoffs and don't show up. Neither team really seems like it, they really care when they lose. They're just, hey, yeah, I'm going to get paid anyway, so whatever. See you next season. Um, and I'm sick of it. So usually by the start of the NHL regular season, I've convinced myself that this is the uh, Maple Leafs year. I can't even get to that point. Usually the offseason is long enough that I have time to reconvince myself that things are going to be different this year. I never got to that point, and the Leafs' first game is on Wednesday this week, I think. NHL's regular season starts Tuesday, and I still, I just, they could go 50-0 to start the year, and I'm still not going to be happy, because I know for a fact that they will lose in the playoffs, and they'll lose very early. They won't even go in a deep run, but let's try to, let's try to stay positive here, because this is a football podcast during the football season, and we are... Sitting on the season at 41-34-2 for plus 4.39 units. So up over four units by betting on every single NFL game this season. Uh, let's, keep, uh, let's keep it rolling into uh, week six. Uh, other recaps uh, for last week. My best bets, uh, always at the end of each podcast, I gave up my five favorite bets for the week. Last week, they went three and two, so profitable with the best bets as well. As well. I won the Dolphins, Lions, and Jets. Lost on the Ravens and the Rams. Uh, the teaser one as well went Titans plus 8.5 versus Colts, and then Rams plus 11.5 versus Eagles. Both didn't cover on the normal line, but covered on the teaser line. Uh, and Survivor pick, I gave it four last week, depending on which way you wanted to go. And if you went with uh, three of the four options and you're sitting fine, I said the two obvious picks were the Lions and Dolphins. Uh, those were sweat-free winners. And then I said if you wanted to get cute with it, uh, then you could go with the Jets or the Packers. Uh, if you took Jets, great pick because they're not going to have a ton of wins this season. Uh, if you took the Packers, you're eliminated. So uh, this week, I will once again be giving out my best bets and my teaser bet, and I'll talk Survivor uh, at the end of the show as well. Um, but other than that, I don't have too much in terms of recap because this was now the second NFL Sunday this year that I actually didn't get a chance to sit down and watch the games. I had family visiting. Uh, I ran... A half marathon Sunday morning on Staten Island, uh, and then I spent the rest of the day with my family. So uh, there were two weeks all football season where I was going to be too occupied on Sunday to watch the games. One was a few weeks ago when I had to go to a wedding back in Canada. The second one was this weekend because I knew my family was visiting. So those weeks are behind me. 
Now, for every single Sunday from here on out, I'll be locked in and not moving off my butt all day uh, as I watch the games. I did catch a little bit of the Falcons game. I'll talk about that when I get to the Falcons uh, Week 6 game. But uh, that's just about it. Um, Nothing extra other than that. Let's keep the good times rolling here. Let's see if we can make it three straight profitable weeks. Uh, Subscribe to the podcast. Rate and review the audio version of it. All that stuff helps me out tremendously. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Let's jump into it. This is the NFL Week 6 episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. The road to 272 bets continues. No, Lisa. The only monster here is the gambling monster that has enslaved your mother. I call him Gamblor, and it's time to snatch your mother from his neon claws. More bacon than the pan can handle. 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 Utility man. Thursday night football this week in AFC West Showdown. And this is already one of my best bets of the week. I think this is a no-brainer. It's a square bet. It's, it's the obvious bet. It is the right bet. It is the Kansas City Chiefs minus 10.5 against... The Denver Broncos, I got it at minus 108 as well. Uh, so pretty decent odds here. Uh, I know Travis Kelsey dealing with an injury. I would guess it hasn't been confirmed. I would guess that he's probably not going to play this game, especially with it. I mean, should it, it should be an easy win for the Chiefs, even with him not on the field. Uh, and with him not on the field, I still think the Chiefs absolutely blow this Denver Broncos team out of the water. I don't think Patrick Mahomes has ever lost to the Broncos. And this is the worst version of the Broncos that he's uh, that he's had the chance to play against because his Broncos defense specifically is allowing opposing uh, quarterbacks to complete 77.27% of passes against them. They're also giving up 8.5 yards per pass attempt. Those two are obviously both the worst marks in the NFL. Specifically in the opponent yards per pass attempt, they're giving up half a yard more per throw than the next worst team. So you have a historically bad secondary in pass defense that now needs to hit the road on Thursday Night Football to take on uh, the best player in the NFL, the best quarterback in the NFL, and the reigning MVP in Patrick Mahomes. I don't care that Travis Kelsey probably won't be in this game. I could play receiver uh, for the Chiefs in this game, and Mahomes would find a way to get me the ball. Uh, This Broncos defense is atrocious. Um, You can go ahead and toss in the fact that Chiefs have the best uh, defense that they've had under Mahomes in quite some time. I don't see how the Broncos can stay in this game, um, but I think I want to say, didn't they give uh, the Chiefs a scare at some point last season? Possibly. Uh, but even, I mean, there seems to be some turmoil now uh, in the Broncos between Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. I don't think they get along. Their defense has suffered uh, over the past couple weeks. I'm surprised this is not a two-touchdown spread in this game, to be completely honest. I, I assume Travis Kelsey likely being out has to do with that. Maybe it being a short week uh, for the Chiefs might have something to do with that. Uh, Their offense actually hasn't been quite as good as they've been in past years, at least so far. But still, uh, the Broncos are one of the worst teams in the NFL, specifically the worst secondary in the NFL. I just can't imagine Mahomes getting slowed down against the secondary. I think he he could throw for a million yards against this team. Um, And I would feel so stupid betting on the Broncos. I will not do that. I will take the Chiefs to win and cover a 10.5 point spread, minus 10.5, minus 108. Moving on to Sunday's game, uh, the first Sunday game, yet another London game. I guess I never really kind of conceptualized how many Europe games there are this season, but I think we have like a... Let me see if I can bring this up. I think we have a Europe game like every Sunday for the next like five weeks. I, this might be a hot take. I might be out. Uh, I might be out on London games. I need some time in the morning to kind of wake up and become a human being before I'm sweating out bets. And we already have seven hours of commercial-free football starting at uh, 1 p.m. and then the Sunday night football game. The early game just seems like overkill. So we got 9.30 a.m. Still like, I'm barely awake on a Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Uh, Ravens-Titans this week. Oh, the next week we do not have one. Maybe I should just look up schedule schedule of NFL games in Europe. Um, oh, only five international games. Take back everything that I said then. Still, I think five's too many though. 
uh, week four, week five, week six. So it is three weeks in a row. It has felt like a lot. But then week nine, week ten, we get two games in Germany, in Deutschland. Uh, one of them being one of the best games of the year, the Dolphins and the Chiefs. What a shame to waste the Dolphins and the Chiefs playing in uh, at Frankfurt Stadium in Frankfurt, Germany. What a waste. Um, so I'm glad this week is the last one for at least a handful of weeks. Uh, with that being said, I will take the Baltimore Ravens minus 3.5 and, and minus 105 against this Tennessee Titans team. I know the Ravens just lost to the Steelers. They were one of my best bets last week. But I think that's just one of those games that you kind of have to wipe from your memory uh, in terms of the Ravens because... Uh, from what I understand, now, like I said, I didn't get to watch much of the games on Sunday, but uh, they did outgain the Steelers in yards per play. Apparently, there was a ton of drops, some ill-timed uh, turnovers. Just one of those games where things weren't clicking for the Ravens, and somehow the Steelers pull it off again. This has been ever since the Steelers been under Mike Tomlin. They just find ways to win weird games that the where games where they're not the better team. I don't know how they do it. It, sh it reflects in his record as an underdog. He just continuously wins games that not only are, are they the worst of the two teams, but they also get outplayed in those games, but somehow they still win them. My point being, the Ravens are still a top-tier football team, in my opinion. Net yards per play, third in the NFL, behind only the Dolphins and the 49ers. Uh, number three, it is the Ravens. Their defense has been completely lights out. Um, all season, uh, specifically against the pass, which surprisingly, uh, the Titans, that's kind of why they've managed to win a couple games this season is because their uh, pass attack has actually been pretty solid. But now the Ravens defense uh, allows the fewest yards per pass attempt, uh, giving up just 4.4 yards per throw. So I don't know how the Titans are going to be able to move the ball offensively against this Ravens defense. If there is one concern I have, it is that the Titans have done a good job of stopping the run this year. And we do know how much the Ravens rely on the run game. But still, that's not enough for to kind of change my opinion about the outcome here. I would set the Ravens as five-point favorites. Uh, as of recording this podcast, they are three-and-a-half-point favorites. So I will take the Ravens minus three-and-a-half and minus 105. Vikings-Bears, NFC North matchup I'll take. Uh, I'm on a lot of road teams this week, by the way. Uh, a lot of road teams, especially, especially in the early afternoon slate. Uh, I'll take the Vikings there, one of those road teams. I'll take them at minus three, minus 102. Uh, and already, uh, since I locked in these bets about an hour or two ago, um, this is one line that has moved against me already. Uh, I bet it at minus three, minus 102. You can already get it at minus two and a half under that magic number of three. So if you're listening to this at all, Tuesday morning, probably later in the week as well, you're going to get a better number on the Vikings than what I got. But I got them at minus 3, minus 102. I'm shocked by this. This is my number one best bet of the week. I do not know how the Bears are uh, now underdogs of less than a field goal. I don't get it. I know the Vikings are 1-4 for this Viking team, Vikings team. And I might just be falling victim to just net yards per play, and I might keep getting caught up on that. And I might just keep betting on the Vikings week after week, and they might just keep losing for me. But still, 1-4 record, 6th in the NFL in net yards per play. Um, curious where they rank in EPA per play, some of the more advanced analytics. But I still think against this Bears team, even though the Bears are coming off a mini bye week, um, I still think they are not a good football team. They're coming off a win. Let's not allow that win against the shitty commanders to fool us into thinking that this team... Um, that this Bears team is actually good. Vikings either 17th or 18th in EPA per play, 21st in opponent EPA per play. So the advanced numbers don't love the Vikings as much as my straightforward net yards per play numbers. Still, this Bears secondary, I was talking earlier about how the Broncos secondary is so bad. The Bears secondary is uh, the second worst secondary next to the Broncos. 31st in opponent yards per pass attempt. Now, I know Justin Jefferson unlikely to play in this game. Uh, I think the betting line reflects Justin Jefferson not playing. I think if he is reported to play, this line, I would guess, would jump up to about four and a half. Uh, but that's not going to scare me away because it's not like they don't have other receivers. K.J. Osborne, Jordan Addison, they have other... Uh, TJ Hawkinson, they have other guys who can catch the ball. It's not like it's Justin Jefferson and then nobody else, especially against this Bears secondary. Uh, and like I said, the Bears win on Thursday night last week. I'm not changing my opinion about them. I still think they're one of the worst NFL teams. Uh, it, I would set this line at Vikings minus four. I don't know if I could get to four and a half, though. Jefferson with Jefferson, I'd set the Vikings at like six and a half, uh, five and a half. 
So uh, at three, we're the current number of two. Absolutely love the Vikings. Uh, this is my number one best bet of the week. So Vikings minus three, minus 102 against the Bears. Uh, AFC South matchup. I believe this is the first rematch that we're going to see this season. The Colts and Jaguars played in week one. Jaguars, I believe the final score, they won by a score of 31-21. Uh, it is a rematch now in week six, except for it is now going to be Gardner Minshew. Looks like Anthony Richardson is going to be out for a few weeks. It looks like it'll be Gardner Minshew playing quarterback. I will take the four points with the Colts. So Colts plus four, minus 110 against the Jaguars. I know the Jaguars uh, played them and won in week one, but I'm not going to put too much stock in that game because now it should be a different story with Gardner Minshew. And I do believe Gardner Minshew is actually the better quarterback for the Colts in the short term. Now, playing, you can make the argument that playing Anthony Richardson over the long term is going to be better for this team because he's going to, you know, get game action, learn, make mistakes and learn from them. But if we're evaluating how good a team is going to be this week in week six, this team led by Gardner Minshew, in my opinion, is a better team than being led by Anthony Richardson. That, though, that notion is backed up by EPA per play in, uh, in terms of quarterbacks um Gardner Minshew is 17th in uh EPA plus CPOE composite let me switch to adjusted EPA per play I like I like that one a little bit better um the site doesn't like it when I click on things um so it's not going to let me sort by adjusted EPA per play so let's stick with EPA plus CPOE composite uh which is if I can get a definition here Adjusted EPA plus CPOE composite based on coefficients which best predict adjusted EPA per play in the following year. All this stuff is on rpsdm.com. Gardner Minshew, 17th. Anthony Richardson, 29th, uh, ranked in terms of the NFL in that stat. So Gardner Minshew is the better quarterback this season for the Colts in this game for the Colts. He's, he's the better option. I firmly do believe that. Uh, so I think uh, maybe they can't win this game, but I think they can keep this game pretty close. Also, I'm not high on the Jaguars. I was high on them heading into this year. This year, I know they're coming off two straight wins. I know they're three and two. I know they just beat a very good Buffalo Bills team, but still, they were gained in both of those games against both the Bills and the Falcons in terms of yards per play. Uh, the Falcons had more yards per play than the Jaguars in their first London game. Uh, this past London game, they are outgained 5.8 yards per play to 7.2. Now, I know that doesn't mean everything. Um, like, for example, the Bills were terrible on third down. That kind of cost them um, yards per play. Certainly not the be-all, end-all. But it makes me not necessarily want to buy stock in the Jaguars just because of these last two wins. I've still yet to be impressed by the Jaguars, even in week one against the Colts. Um, the Colts kind of had chances to win that game as well. Um, I've yet to be super impressed by this Jacksonville Jaguars team. I'm curious where Trevor Lawrence lands on this stat of EPA plus CPOE composite. He is 20th in the NFL. Hasn't played as good as you might think. Especially coming off those two big wins. This happens sometimes when a team beats a really good team uh like the jaguars beating the bills they get a little bit overvalued that is a spot unless they dominated them um from a statistic standpoint that is a, a time where i like to fade those teams the next week sell high on them and i think this is a bit of a sell high spot uh on the Jaguars. so i'll take the colts plus four in this afc south matchup the next game is my money line underdog pick of the week now i've struggled hitting underdogs especially big underdogs lately so instead of a, taking a huge underdog this week i'm going to take a little bit of a smaller one for my underdog pick of the week it is the seahawks plus 136 to upset the Bengals. two and a half point underdogs i will take them on the money line in this one the Bengals. uh speaking of teams i was just talking about the jaguars who have been winning games despite getting out gained in yards per play so are the Bengals. Uh, the Cardinals gained them 5.2 yards per play uh, to 4.8 yards per play last week. The Bengals still managed to win, mostly because they won the turnover battle. And Joe Burrow did look better um, from what I've seen. Uh, he did make a few big throws when he needed to. But with that being said, this Bengals team is still bad. Still second last in the NFL in net yards per play, minus 1.4. Only the Giants are worse in net yards per play. Um 
EPA numbers are not good. The Seahawks are, um, are by the way, 10th in net yards per play, plus 0.3. And the Seattle also outranks them in rush EPA per play, dropback EPA per play, and opponent rush EPA per play. So the Seahawks, whether you look at the record, whether you look at the advanced numbers, whether you look at just straight up yards per play, the Seahawks are the better football team. Uh, they are also coming off a bye week. Hope Usually that does help teams. A little bit well-rested, a little bit longer time to game plan. This early in the season, I don't know how much a bye week is going to help a team in terms of rest. Um, but still, Seahawks coming off a bye week. Bengals have not been impressive, in my opinion. Even in their wins have not looked impressive. I think actually the wrong team is favored in this game. I know the Bengals are two-and-a-half-point favorites. I would probably set the line with it being in Cincinnati. Probably pick them. Maybe even a point in favor of the Seahawks. So I think there's a ton of value in this game. And I'm going to back Seattle to win this game outright. I still think, even with how bad the Bengals have been from every metric and statistic you want to look at, I still think they're being overvalued because people expect the old version of the Bengals. I don't know if we're getting that old version. And until we do, I'm going to bet against them. Or Maybe I'm not going to bet against them every week, but I'm not going to lay points on them. There's very few teams I would lay points on uh, with the Bengals. One of those teams certainly uh, is not the Seattle Seahawks. So give me the Seahawks on the money line against the Cincinnati Bengals. The next one, my next bet for today is a plug your nose and click submit on the bet on your sports book because this is the ugliest bet of the week by far. It is the Dolphins, or sorry, the Panthers plus 13 and a half minus 105 against the Dolphins. Eww, yuck. This is not going to be a fun bet to place. This is not going to be a fun bet to watch. But I think it's the right bet. I know I'm betting on a team that you can make an argument is the worst team in the NFL. I'm betting on them against a Dolphins team that has set the record for the most yards gained through the first five weeks of an NFL season. A historic offense. I don't care, though. The Dolphins have issues. We saw those issues two weeks ago. We can't forget what we saw two weeks ago against the Bills, which is their defense is not a good defense. Their defense is a subpar defensive unit. 18th in opponent yards per play, 22nd in opponent EPA per play. They are a below average defense. Now, their offense has been good enough that they're going to win games and win a lot of them by a lot of points. Um, they're so good that how well their defense plays doesn't actually matter. But when we're talking about covering a two-touchdown spread, um, that's tough to do. Now, I think the Giants are the worst team in the NFL, and the Giants had a chance uh, in the final few plays of the game to score a touchdown. They were down in the red zone. They score a touchdown. It would have been a backdoor cover for the Giants. They didn't, thankfully, because I was on the Dolphins. But that just goes to show you, if the, Dolphin, or if the Giants, who are, in my opinion, the worst team in the NFL, have a chance to backdoor cover... I'm not going to now lay points again, even more points this week on a Dolphins team against the Panthers because I think the Panthers are better than the Giants and now we're laying more points. Last week, I think the Dolphins, I think it, I think it ended up being a 12 and a half point spread. I think by the time it closed, yes, I got it at a 10 and a half point spread. So now we're laying more, at least, even if you go based on the, on the closing number, at least a point more this week compared to last week. No, not doing it. Not doing it. Now, the Panthers have actually had some bright spots this season, believe it or not. For example, third down, both offensive and defensive third down rates have been very good. 13th and third down conversion rate on offense. Actually, second in the NFL, an opponent third down conversion rate on defense. That's huge when it comes to covering big spreads. They force opponents into a fourth down situation on 29.82% of third downs against them. That is massive. If they can stop the Dolphins' offense even just a handful of times and force them to punt, huge. Huge, huge, huge. They're not going to win this game. Absolutely not. Be one of the biggest upsets in NFL history. But 13.5 point spread, I actually think their offense has looked a little bit better each week. A little small improvements. I'll take the Panthers plus 13.5, minus 105 in this one. Saints-Texans, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Give me the same bet we've been placing on the Saints, and I will continue to bet this for the foreseeable future. It is the Saints-Texans under 41.5. The under is now hit in 11 straight games for the Saints. I see no reason to change things up now. They're third in opponent yards per play. Four, 
sorry, fourth in opponent yards per play, third in opponent points per play, seventh in red zone defense, third and third down defense. They are an under better stream. Even last week where their offense finally seemed to click, uh, their defense played to a shutout. Didn't allow the Patriots to score a single point. If you're not going to let your, your opponent score a single point, pretty good chance the under is going to hit. Um, now, I will say I'm not confident in this play because I actually don't really know what to think of this Texans team. This Texans team, when you look at the metrics, are below average at everything. Um, they're not great at anything. They're not bad at anything either. You could convince me in almost any game that the Texans are a good team to bet on to cover. You could you could convince me that we should fade the Texans. You could convince me to bet the over. You could convince me to bet the under. I actually think I bet an over on Texans Colts earlier this year, I believe, and that hit. So I, there are a small handful of teams in the NFL that I just haven't gotten a good grasp on how to bet them, and the Texans are one of them. Usually by week five, I've figured out most teams. I don't feel like I've figured out the Texans. So I'm taking them out of the equation, and I'm looking at the Saints, and they're an under machine. Maybe it's square to just say, hey, this under has hit 11 straight times. Let's bet it again. But that's what I'm going to do. I'll take the under again, and I'll pr I might just bet the under in every Saints game until it doesn't hit. Saints Texans under 41 and a half minus 110. Browns and 49ers. Um, I'm going to take the Browns in this one, actually. Plus five minus 108. I'll take them as home underdogs in this one, which is hard to do because the 49ers have looked like arguably the best team in the NFL, the most complete team in the NFL, but I hesitate to lay this many points on them because they're going up against the best defense in the NFL and the Browns because the Browns first in EPA per play, sorry, first in opponent EPA per play defensively, first in opponent yards per play, and most importantly, first in opponent, or sorry, second in opponent yards per carry, keeping teams to just gaining 3.2 yards per carry. That is huge because no team runs the ball more than the San Francisco 49ers this season. 54.4% of their plays are run plays. Now, that, be a, that might be a little bit skewed because they're up by so much, they just run the ball to kill clock in the second half. But still, the Browns' defense has been by far the most dominant team or the most dominant uh, defense in the entire NFL. I'm fine to bet against the Browns, especially if they're favorites or underdogs of three or fewer points, but I hesitate to bet against the best defense in the NFL getting five points at home. I say that the 49ers may continue to dominate every single team that they play and win by 40 points. And also, we don't know if Deshaun Watson's playing. Um, it might be Dorian Thompson-Robinson again, which would be tough. But I'm going to take the points with the Browns. This might I, I might be big-braining this bet. Sometimes I overthink bets, I big brain it, and I should just take the obvious bet. This could be one of those um, instances, but I've already locked it in. I can't change it. Browns plus five, minus 108 for me in this one. Uh, we're about halfway through the games. So I'm going to talk Falcons, Commanders, then the rest of the late afternoon, uh, and then the late afternoon games, and the Sunday night and Monday night. And then I'll give all my best bets, but we are going to take a quick break. I'll be back in just one moment. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park All right, let's keep things moving. It is my beloved Atlanta Falcons taking on the Washington Commanders. And I will say, I did uh, get a chance to watch some of the Falcons game this past week. And that is how I want the offense to look like. Uh, it has now, they have now earned my faith back in them. Uh, once again, I'm back to them. They're not a Super Bowl contender. 
they're on an NFC championship contender. They are a contender to make the playoffs. Um, and I have faith in them now because of what I saw from their offense. Now I know they only won on a last second field goal. I think they could have won this game by a wide margin. Um, they had two bad fumbles on drives that could have resulted in points that kind of killed them. Uh, but they outgained the Texans six yards per play to 5.4 yards per play. But it was more how they did it. They did a perfect mix of run versus pass. Uh, they didn't just blindly give the ball to Bijan Robinson. They let Tyler Algier run the ball a little, a little bit. Actually had more carries than Bijan. Don't know how I feel about that. But still, his 17 to 14 is pretty close. Desmond Ritter. After everyone started losing faith in him last week, 28 for 37, 329 yards, 8.9 yards per throw, one touchdown. Kyle Pitts, seven catches, 87 yards. Drake London, six catches, 78 yards. This is the dream Falcons offense. This is what you want to see. You want to see your running backs putting in some work. You want to see Desmond Ritter being efficient. You want to see your top two weapons at wideout and tight end, Kyle Pitts and Drake London, catching balls and being involved in this offense meanwhile their defense shut the texans down couldn't be happier with the result this week for the falcons now that might make you think that now i'm going to back them to beat to beat the commanders uh but i actually think this spread is set at the right number i think two and a half is the right spread if it goes either way if you're listening to this later in the week if it's down to one and a half then i would love the falcons if the number gets up above a field goal i actually kind of like the commanders so because the when I went to go bet on it, the line was the spread was set exactly uh, the way I thought it should be. I'm going to look to the total instead. I'm actually going to go over. Uh, I've bet the under now, I think, twice in Falcons games. Uh, this time I'm going to bet the over. 41.5, it is a low number. But I like what, what I saw from the Falcons offense last week. If they can keep this type of offense moving forward, this type of play calling and efficiency... They're going to start putting up some points, especially that they get to take on a commander's defense who can't stop the run. Um, and if you can't stop the Falcons run game, you're going to be in for a long day. 27th in the league in opponent yards per carry, allowing 4.8 yards per rush. Um, 28th in opponent EPA per play. So the commander's defense overall has not been good. Um, the pass rush is probably their biggest strength. That does concern me a little bit, but I did see some... Uh, instead of Desmond Ritter having play action, six-step dropbacks, uh, a lot of the plays the Falcons ran this past week, passing plays were quick, developing plays to get the ball out of Desmond Ritter's hands quick, which I love to see. Uh, so I'm not too, too concerned about the Washington Commanders' pass rush. Uh, but also, I think their offense, the Commanders' offense, is better than they showed last week against the Bears. I think their depth of receiving talent they had is going to do some work against the Falcons' secondary, which... At the top end is good, and their safeties are very good, but they still don't have a really good number two corner, or they could even attack the nickel back a little bit, uh, and I think the commander's offense is going to be able to take advantage of that a little bit. So I actually think with the total being in the low 40s, I think the commanders are actually a great over team. I think the over is 3-2 in their, in, uh, in their games this season, but I could see them uh, by the end of the year being like 10-7 and seven to the over. Um yeah, I set the total of this game closer to like 43 and a half, 44. So 41 and a half, I think this is great value. I will take the over. I will root for points and for my Falcons to win over 41 and a half between the Commanders and the Falcons. Moving on to the late slate of games, sticking to total bets here. It is the Patriots against the Raiders are going to take under 41. Pretty straightforward handicap here. The juice on this I got is minus 110. Uh, only one book had odds as of right now. DraftKings is the only one that put odds back up since the end of the Monday Night Football game, so that is uh, where I bet it. Um, oh, and it's gone up half a point. So I've already I've already lost CLV on that bet. Um, or did I write it down wrong? Uh, yes, sorry, I wrote it down wrong. I got a 41.5, my mistake. Patriots Raiders under 41 and a half. No, I didn't write it down wrong. 41. God damn it. Uh, minus 110. Um, it's gone up half a point since I bet it literally two minutes ago. I even I even didn't I didn't play this bet until I recorded the last segment because the odds weren't posted yet. 
Uh, so I got it at the opening line and it's moved up half a point. That sucks. You can get it at a better number. Good news. You can get you'll you'll get this bet at a better number than I did. I got under 41. I don't think any total in any game involving the Patriots should be in the 40s. I don't see how you can set this total in the 40s in a game involving the Patriots. Their offense might be the worst in the NFL. Last by a significant margin in EPA per play, 28th in yards per play. Who knows who's quarterback for the team? Um Actually, the amount of pick sixes Mac Jones throws, then if they play Mac Jones, that might actually hurt the under because he's going to throw a million pick sixes again. Uh, and then defense, their defense is still very good. Fifth in opponent yards per play, 13th in opponent EPA per play. So top tier defense, maybe not top tier, but at least top half, like top 50%, top 30% defense arguably worst offense in the NFL. How can you set a total in the 40s? Last week against the Saints, the total was 39 and a half. That went under. You set the total in the 40s here against the Raiders. I don't get it. Um, Patriots also 28th and third down offense, seventh and third down defense. So it's not like third down lends well for a high scoring game. Until the Patriots either start looking like a competent offense or their defense falls apart, I'm going to continue to bet unders in Patriots games until I see them in like at in like the 37 38 range give me under 41 minus 110 between the patriots and the, the raiders eagles jets are going to lay the points of the eagles in this one minus six and a half minus 110 against the new york jets um i'm still not convinced the eagles are playing as good as they did last year they they continue to win games they're undefeated but they haven't like looked extremely impressive even last week i know i took the rams to win outright uh the eagles won by nine points i believe but still they're winning games but not in, in a fashion where i'm like oh this eagles team is should be the super bowl favorite uh their defense has not been nearly as good uh, as it was last season so my initial thought was to actually take the points of the jets but then i started looking at the jets more and actually the jets defense which is a big reason why i bet on them a lot last year has actually not been good a very average defense so far this year. 18th in opponent EPA per play, 15th in opponent yards per play. This isn't the top five, top three defense we saw last year. And I'm not going to bet on the Jets with Zach Wilson, despite him looking pretty solid last two weeks. I'm not going to bet on the Jets with Zach Wilson uh, unless they have a top five defense. Right now, they don't have a top five defense through five weeks. That's a fact. Also, they're 25th in opponent yards per carry. So teams are running the shit out of the ball against the Jets' uh, defense this season. Not a good sign when you're taking on the Eagles, who can run the ball really well. I think this is a bad stylistic matchup for the Jets. If the Jets' defense was what it was last year, then I would take the 6.5 points, but I'm not going to. I'll lay the 6.5 points on the Eagles, minus 6.5, minus 110. Uh, Rams Cardinals I might just be betting on the Rams every single week this season I love the Rams I love what their offense does I still think they're undervalued in the betting market I will take minus six minus 110 for the Rams against the Arizona Cardinals the Cardinals might actually be regressing to where we expected them to be heading into the season they they, they looked bad last week against the Bengals Josh Dobbs had his worst start of the season their defense has shown plenty of holes specifically their secondary 29th in opponent completion percentage. Teams are completing 72% of their passes against them. 25th in opponent yards per pass attempt. That's not going to be good against the Rams, who we know, especially with Cooper Cup now, have one of the best pass attacks in the entire NFL. I think the Rams can exploit them through the air. I think the Cardinals' offense won't be able to do enough to keep pace. I will lay the six points on the Rams in this NFC West showdown. Lions Buccaneers, it is time for us to accept the Lions are actually a very good team. Third best team in the NFC right now. I don't think you can argue that. And I wouldn't hate to even make the case that they might be better than the Eagles. I'm not going to make that take just quite yet, but that is on take alert. That is official take alert for possibly next week. Uh, still 49ers are the best team in the NFC, though. Uh, but I'm going to lay the three and a half points with the Lions. The Buccaneers are not as good as the respect they're getting in the betting market. And specifically, the Buccaneers have to live or die with Baker Mayfield and the receivers because they have the worst run game in the NFL. They didn't have a run game last year either. They're dead last in yards per carry. <clears throat> 
So if you can't run the or if you can't run the ball, then that means they're going to have to try to rely on a quarterback to win games for you. And your quarterback is Baker Mayfield, a guy who I like, who I've defended Baker Mayfield. But I like Baker Mayfield a lot more when he has a run game that he can lean on a little bit. He does not have a run game here. He has to take on a Lions defense, which is actually a very good defense. Um, I wasn't sold. They had improved in the offseason, but they clearly have. Uh, sixth in opponent yards per pass attempt, attempt tenth in opponent EPA per dropback. So they have a top 10 pass defense going up against Baker Mayfield. I just don't think the Buccaneers can hang with them. Uh, Lions also fourth in the NFL in net yards per play. Only the Dolphins, 49ers, and Ravens are better in net yards per play than the Lions. I'm a believer. Give me the Lions minus three and a half, minus 102 against the Yucks. Which brings me to Sunday Night Football, which brings me to asking, why in sweet hell do we have to... <coughs> oh my god, I can't even say the words, it's killing me. <coughs> That's how the Giants make me feel. Even having to prepare to talk about the Giants makes me feel sick. Oh, oh. sweet, sweet boxed water. The Giants might be the worst football team of all time. They might be the worst football team of all time. They suck. Their net yards per play is minus 2.3. That is the worst in the NFL by almost an entire yard. Minus 0.9 worse than the next worst team in net yards per play. And yet this is, what, the fifth primetime game we have to watch of them? I think in, this is week six. I think they've played in a primetime game four of the five weeks so far. Am I wrong? Giants played in on Sunday night. I was there against the Cowboys in week one. Worst game ever. Didn't play in primetime week two. Played Thursday night football week three. Uh, played Monday night football week four. Uh, and sorry, didn't play primetime last week. So this is their fourth primetime game. They played, of the five weeks so far, they've been primetime three games. We have to watch them in primetime again. Do we have to watch them in primetime again anytime the rest of the year? Oh, December 11th, we get treated to a, a primetime game between the Packers and the Giants. I can't wait. Circle your calendars for that one. That one's going to be great. That one's going to be fun. I hate this team. They suck. Also, you shouldn't... You shouldn't um, be scared to lay big points on the Bills because the Bills like to crush teams, even though they lost last week. Um, average, they're three and two, but their average win win or average scoring margin is plus fifteen point eight. This is going to be a shit show. This could, this is probably going to be a game we can shut off at the end of the third quarter. Oh, I didn't bring up my pick graphic. Let me bring it up. Bills minus fourteen, minus one ten. Why? Can the, can the NFL please flex this team out of prime time? God damn, I hate this team. They stink. You have to watch them on Christmas, too. What a nice Christmas gift that'll be, getting to watch the Giants play in probably a solo game against the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, joy. Joy to the world. Ugh. Bills minus 14, minus 110. I'm not betting on the Giants. I've done it a couple times this season already. Not doing it. Uh, Monday night football. It is the Chargers and the Cowboys, and you guys already know who I'm going to take. I'm going to take the Los Angeles Chargers plus 2.5, minus 110 against the Cowboys. Um, I told you guys exactly what was going to happen this past week. I wish I took an alternate line on the 49ers on Sunday night football. I tweeted this out after the game. I'd hate to take a victory lap for rightfully calling the Cowboys frauds the past two weeks. And then I posted a screenshot of my NFL official fraud power ranking where I put the Cowboys in number one. Uh, and this is what I said. The Dallas Cowboys once again top my list of most fraudulent teams in the NFL. Are they good? Yes. Are they great? No. Actually, I might be wrong. They might not even be good. Uh, they're second in the NFL in takeaways per game and a good chunk of their points in their three wins a season have come on the defensive and special team scores. Sure, there's some skill to forcing turnovers, but I firmly believe there's they're more often the result of the opposing offense making a mistake than the defense making a play. The Cowboys are just ninth in the NFL in net yards per play, despite playing the easiest schedule in the NFL the first four weeks. They're in for a rude awakening on Sunday night when they play an actual good team in the 49ers. And what happened? 
The Cowboys lost by a final score of 42 to 10. 32 points. Listen, listen, guys. When you're right, you're right. And I was right about this. If there's one thing I'm good at when it comes to sports and covering sports is finding what teams are fraudulent. I do it in every sport. I do it in football. I did it two years in football with the Titans. Called that to perfection. Uh, I did in the NHL this past year. I said the Bruins are one of the most fraudulent teams in NHL regular season history. What happened? They lost in the first round to the 8th seed in the Panthers. This year, I said the Cowboys are fraud. I can't even rank the Cowboys. The Cowboys have proved my point so quick that I can't even rank them in my power rankings anymore because now everyone else already knows that they're frauds. So you can't. if everyone thinks they're frauds, you can't be a fraud. So by definition, the Cowboys aren't even frauds anymore. They just stink. I'm not going to bet on the. I'm not going to bet on the Cowboys in this game. Chargers coming off a of bye week. Cowboys stink. I mean, this is the second best team the Cowboys will play on their schedule. And the teams they beat up on earlier, the Giants, Jets, and Patriots might be the three worst teams in the NFL. And then they lost to the Cardinals, who are down there as well. How, e- in hindsight, how easy of a first four games do they have? The Giants, the Jets, the Cardinals, and the Patriots. Holy shit. I, w- I should just be taking Chargers money line, but I'll take the two and a half points with the Chargers on Monday Night Football. Uh, the Cowboys are not good. Um, by the way, I said, I wrote in that quote that they were ninth in the NFL in net yards per play heading into this past week. They got their asses beat so bad that they dropped from ninth in net yards per play down to 20th. Oh boy, not good. Um, Which actually is right below the Chargers who are only 19th, so... I'm not huge believers in Chargers anyway, uh, either. That's probably why I'm not taking their money line. But I'll take the two and a half points. I'll tell you that at home on Monday night. Give me Chargers plus two and a half, minus 110. There you have it. Those are my 15 plays. I will recap them, go through them all, and then I will um, give you my best bets, my teaser, and talk Survivor. So starting with Thursday Night Football, if my voice can hold up here. Chiefs minus 10 and a half, minus 108 against the Broncos. Ravens minus three and a half, minus 105 against the Titans. Vikings, minus 3, minus 1-2 against the Bears. Colts, plus 4, minus 110 against the Jaguars. Seahawks, plus 136 against the Bengals. Panthers, plus 13.5, minus 105 against the Dolphins. Saints, Texans, under 41.5, minus 110. Browns, plus 5, minus 108 against the 49ers. Commanders, Falcons, over 41.5, minus 112. Patriots, Raiders, under 41, minus 110. Eagles, minus 6.5, minus 110 against the Jets. Rams, minus 6, minus 110 against the Cardinals. Lions, minus 3.5, minus 102 against the Buccaneers. Bills, minus 14, minus 110 against the Giants. Chargers, plus 2.5, minus 110 against the Cowboys. And that's it. Uh, My five best bets for this week. Chiefs, minus 110, or sorry, Chiefs, minus 10.5 against the Broncos on Thursday Night Football. Seahawks, plus 2.5 against the Bengals. Lions, minus 3.5 against the Buccaneers. Colts, plus 4 against the Jaguars. Um, Ooh, I didn't put the Vikings on this. Colts, plus 4 against the Jaguars. And then my fifth, I guess, is Vikings, minus 2.5 against the Bears. Um, If you're curious what game I had on that, I actually had the Panthers, plus 13.5 against the Dolphins, but that gets bumped out now in favor of the Vikings. So Chiefs, Seahawks, Lions, Colts, Vikings. Chiefs, Seahawks, Lions, Colts, Vikings are my five best bets for week six. My teaser bet of the week. I think a couple of the past couple of weeks I've given out seven-point teasers. I'm supposed to be giving out six-point teasers. I don't know why I switched to seven randomly. So I'm back to six-point teasers. Uh, cheated there for a couple weeks. Uh, I will go Seahawks plus from plus two and a half up to plus eight and a half. That crosses the key numbers of both three and seven. I'd be shocked if the Bengals can win this game by nine or more points. So Seahawks plus eight and a half. And I'll take the Rams from minus six and a half down to minus 0.5. So basically turns into a Rams pick them against the Cardinals. So 
Uh, Seahawks plus eight and a half against Bengals. Rams minus half a point against the Cardinals. My six point teaser of the week. And finally, Survivor. For the few of you who might still be alive in a Survivor pool, or if you're in one of those Survivor pools where you can buy back in after you lose and if and you've done that. Um, I actually didn't write my notes uh, in my notes which way I'd go with Survivors or Survivors, so let's just take, <laughs> take a quick look-see here. Um, if you haven't used the Vikings yet, I like them against the Bears. Wow, I actually don't love a lot of um, survivor options. I mean, use the Bills. If you haven't used the Bills, I mean, there's going to be no better chance than at home against the worst team in the NFL and the Giants. So if you haven't used the Bills, use the Bills. I don't care. It, we're week six. Use a good team. Some people get caught up in not wanting to use good teams, and then they lose before they use a good team. Pick the Bills this week if you have a, if you, if you have the Bills left. Um. You could take the Chiefs on Thursday night. Outside of that, if you want a sneaky pick, most of the teams I like are underdogs, though. I don't know. Is there a good sneaky pick? Rams? Might be a good week to take the Rams at home against the Cardinals. So I'll say Rams for a sneaky pick. Uh, other than that, if you have the Bills still left to use, use the Bills against the Giants. Please, just do that. Live to fight another day. Uh, this has been the NFL Week 6 episode of the Bacon Bets Podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. Like and subscribe. Rate and review the podcast. All that good stuff. I appreciate all of you who have been doing that. Um, I think that's it. Gambler bless. I wish you all good luck with your bets this week. Let's keep the momentum going. Let's try to have another profitable week this week. Um... Yeah, Gambler Bless, the road to 272 bets continues. I will talk to you all next week. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.